And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology, here as today's host of Startup Hustle. Super excited about today's guests. I'm actually at the Surge Summit recording um, I've got my friend Vanessa Hung. She's been on the show before. Um, excited to have her back and just get an update on, um, you know, a little state of the union on what's going on, what's happening around uh, the industry and e-commerce. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about um, professional curiosity and, and even sharing some of our failures today. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. Without further ado, Vanessa, hello. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. And this is like an impro uh studio that we did so we're live we're seeing each other for the first time in a while and i'm super excited to try this new uh mode of doing podcast yeah thank you this is uh this is a special trip for me um i actually got my start in e-commerce here um almost 11 years ago here in tampa i was actually living in clearwater so nearby and uh worked at my first startup and uh, it's a little bit crazy, you know, 10 years later to be coming back, um, participating in the conference um, and just being back in the city. And, and it feels good. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. So obviously you're from Miami down the road, not too far, um, a big sellers community there. But I know I've been seeing you travel um, all over from, you know, the million dollars, million dollar sellers uh, speaking there. We won't talk about what place you got in, but uh, you know, ultimately, um, you know, getting a good pulse of the industry top to bottom. Um, what are you seeing out there? Like, there's a lot more events this year. Um, how's some of that going? What have you been doing? Where have you been um, kind of speaking, getting engaged? Well, it there is a lot of events in like the year and the community has been growing, growing, growing so fast. And I think that's good and bad and, and in certain points. So I tell you the good, it's obviously amazing to see people face to face interact with, you know, your community, your clients, your, you know, fellow agencies or companies that are doing something in the space, software companies and all that. So it's amazing to aggregate that because after you get out of a conference, there is so much learning. Right. And that's probably something that will never happen at a virtual event. So the kind of masterminds that happen at dinner in the table with just like three people that are friends and they're like just sharing information. It's just where the epiphanies come, you know? So I do think that that's, that it's extremely important. And also the part of getting a like a, a pulse on what's happening. So e-commerce have been changing. Like this year has radically changed compared to last year. Last year, we had a huge amount of money from aggregators. They were throwing money at us, like at the community, at the sellers, all the partners. They are not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Or if they are there, it's in a different capacity. So seeing that and the thing of like getting to understand that e-commerce could be like a rocket ship 
and if it gets too wild, it's it's gonna it, it can crash, right? Right. So it's like measuring yourself, your efforts. What are the things that work that don't work? Like, if there is money today, it doesn't mean that it will be money tomorrow. So like measuring stuff, it is important. So that's like my takeaway, and I what I think is amazing to be at conferences. Uh, you make friends, you make partners, clients, you have it all. But then one of the things that I'm seeing lately is that because there are so many events, it's very hard then to focus on what it really matters, mm-hmm. right? Because when I'm at events, I'm not integrating the information that I learn, right? So it's for me, this actually, this is going to be my second to last conference of the year. And I'm going to stop and for sure rearranging or, you know, scheduling better my next year and see like, okay, I'm going to go to the key events next year because I want to have an integration, you know, mode. And I'll be obviously super active in social media and all that and try to go to, you know, to where my friends are and, you know, have those masterminds and we are part of one mastermind that is coming up right right like a small small very small community of like agencies that are getting together just to learn more about what we're doing and all that but for sure that's gonna stop and one of the things that is sad about that the massive amount of conferences is that sellers which are basically the base of the pyramid of our industry without sellers nobody of us will exist no agencies, no aggregators, no brand, no software, nothing. So they are coming less and less to events because there is so much. Right. So there is like an analysis paralysis of like, which which is the real good event, right? I'm going to go to that one. I cannot go to 30 a year. I, I want to go to five. So I'm with them in that sense. It's probably getting, you get, you're, I'm getting more tired and tired, but there is a, a hand side of it is that you get a lot of it and i think that is you need to have a balance of understanding when is the right time to just stop and integrate the learnings because i learned so i've been in the road since bdss in austin that was early uh last month in august wow so i learned so much there you cannot imagine that's probably the best conference I've been this year and a lot of the things that I learned I need now to integrate and I haven't been able to integrate yeah apply it completely like my I have an amazing team and thanks to my amazing team they're running the things that need to be running every day but the innovation what's new what we're gonna push the boundaries that's where my time to just test and that what you share of like professional curiosity you need time for that. You cannot do that while you are you are at an event, right? Right. So so yeah, that that's my thing. That's the way I'm seeing it right now. I'll probably take a time um, this year, like what what's every rest of the year, and then next year, really scheduling very consciously and super um, like with a purpose of each event. What do I want for each event? What why I'm going there and all that. And yeah, let's see. I mean, <clears throat> one of the things that I played also around lately was uh, a branded webinar for the agency. So I did a webinar 
for my community that we just like send information to our Instagram community or LinkedIn community. And we have more than 250 people sign up for it. And more than like 120, like actually attend to the event. Like for an online event, it's like amazing. It's amazing. So I then, so that, that happened last, last week, last week. And then I realized of like, I have this huge community that is all over the world. So I had people signing from Hong Kong, Australia, well, Europe. Not to interrupt, but we just did the um, we did the Orange Click. Oh right, um, right. In event Europe. together, right? And that's like those are the type of events like that. Um, and I did another one with uh, a group out of Hong Kong, and it's like the network really is getting international. Um, and how do you get those to participate? How do you exactly. get them involved? Exactly. So that's the other thing that I'll say, like in-person events here in the States are, you know, you always see the same people, right? You see the same sellers, you see the same service providers, but there is the communities. Each time that I post that I'm in, you know, Vegas or Tampa or Miami or whatever, my community is like, oh, when are you going to do something online? So finally, last week we did it. It was amazing. The feedback that we got was incredible. So I'll be focusing more my efforts on that community because it is bigger. I can help more people and I can have more time. So the more time I have to have that professional curiosity and, you know, apply stuff and have that student mindset and explore and experiment stuff, the more content I have to create and do more. Right. So that's the thing. I, I've been and everything that I build in my business so far, it's been thanks to that I was part of those events, that I was part of like key dinners that got me like through amazing epiphanies. And I met amazing people that have helped me along, like mentors, partners, all of it. But there is a point where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, you have enough information. Now it's your time to be responsible and apply it. I couldn't agree more because uh, I think I think I kind of had that revelation last year. Um, you know, it was the pandemic, twenty twenty, and t- part of twenty one, and then it was just like, okay, we're we're let out. And I feel like the e commerce industry, the Amazon industry in general, was like the first. Like they're just, you know, they they don't deal with fear in the same way as everybody else. They're like entrepreneurs, you know. So they were like, let's have events. I miss everyone. They're already like kind of doing business alone, you know, a lot of them, and so wanted to meet up. And it was amazing. It was the aggregators. It was fun. It was exciting. Finally, all of a sudden, there was like, you know, some firepower behind our events um, and really making them have some fun and be cool and kind of elevate. Well, it just exhausted me as an agency owner. Um, You know, it was just like you go from like not interacting with any humans at all to like interacting with like tons of humans, Um, you know, the networking, the follow up. Um, and And it was about like, for me, it was like, I just, I travel to get inspired. Like that's really where my ideas come from, where I get inspiration, my creativity. And um, I was losing some of that like while traveling. And so then I'd come back and unable to implement because I was so tired and exhausted. And, you know, so for me, you're right. It's been about like choosing the right cities, the right events that I want to be at. Um, How do we pick what those are? You know, which ones are there? And I still think there's a lot of room in this industry for, brands to start joining us in a big way um you know i think they exist at these social media world events and like you know some of these trade show events um 
but I talk to brands all the time that I've never seen at conferences like this, you know, smaller brands, they can learn so, so, so much. Um, you know, the difference between an Amazon seller and let's say like, um, you know, a D to C site or a website that's doing well as a brand or in retail as a brand, and they need to learn about Amazon. They need to be on Amazon. They need to like have an Amazon strategy in place. Um, I still think that's an untapped market when it comes to, to the events. Um, and we'll be excited to start see some great brands represented. I couldn't agree more. Um, actually, I was in June. While my birthday, I was at a conference. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, in Salt Lake City. So this company, Pattern, they put together uh, a conference for brands. So this was one of the first times that I went to a conference and I totally knew nobody. Yeah. Nobody, because they were the owners of the brand, the CEO, the marketing, you know, head of the marketing mm -hmm. or VP of sales or whatever, that they were there to learn. And seeing that there, there's actually a hunger for those. But I don't know if the people that put together events in our space completely understand how their needs yeah, 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 and how to reach them, right? It's, and it's funny because today I was reading up uh, post on LinkedIn that talk about why D2C brands are seeing, seeing Amazon as the enemy, right? They're like, oh no, that's the enemy, we're losing sales, or blah, blah, blah. instead of like complaining about it, just like learn how to own that channel. It's so important because if you don't get your brand to Amazon, somebody else will do it for yes. you, for sure. And, and then we you have are, to clean up. Yeah, and we are in an industry where we teach people, for example, in the wholesale community, we teach people on how to source those brands, right? Yeah. How to source those inefficiencies in the market to get that opportunity and resell on that. But this is the next level in regards to, or a different side of the ball, so to speak, if you're, if you're competing, right, for that metaphor. But it's like you, um, from this side, it's brand protection. It's how to protect the brand, how to get, uh, you know, combine ASINs and how to do how to get profitable on Amazon when you weren't, you haven't built a model for Amazon. Your model is built for retail margins. Your model is built for website margins. Um, and the way that you deliver content, the way that you run an SEO strategy, the way that you um, get direct to, um, or you get, um, what's the word, direct response yeah. uh, is completely different. You know, you might have a blog article that's broad about a subject that you're trying to sell somewhere in the article, whereas it's on Amazon, that would never work. Yeah. And this is something that I know at Marknology um, is something that we're very passionate about and have been leaning into for a number of reasons, but strongly because, you know, so there's so much change on Amazon. Um, if you start working with a client or a brand or a manufacturer that has sales channels in retail and sales channels uh, on their D2C, they already have a certain level of understanding about their product and their brand. But then when we take it to Amazon, it's more so getting it fit for that marketplace. Think about it like social media where it's, you don't post on Instagram in the same way you post on LinkedIn. You yeah, don't post sure. on Facebook in the same way you post on TikTok, but like you're posting the same content, like repurposed for each yeah. one. And I think that's, um, that's something that as someone that's always been looking for brands, manufacturers as potential clients, these events for me are more so like continued education for me and the team, um, networking, uh, maybe new softwares and services. And what you said before, resonated with me, which was like, I think even Amazon Prosper used to be like this back in the day. And it's come a long way. I felt like a lot of speakers brought a ton of content. It was just a lot different, even the last couple of years. 
but it used to be everything was sponsored and driven by software companies mm -hmm. that were built for sellers. Yeah. And those were the speakers. Those are the ones hosting the events. So they knew who they were selling to. They knew who they were marketing to. They were creating events for, um, you know, they were the ones behind it, putting it together. And so now as there's more opportunities and more events popping up as the community grows, I think we have to just shift a little bit. Um, and that's honestly why I'm here speaking on, you know, um, cr creating content that can emotionally connect with customers and the reasons why and how like basically um, conversion rate optimization uh, in a lot of ways. That's something that applies on D2C. It applies on Amazon. Uh, but these are the conversations that brands are hunting for all the time. Yeah. And that brings them over to our industry. For sure. Um, just my, my recommendation and, and that learning of this conversation is just like events are the best thing that can happen to you if you learn how to use them properly. Because they can be an amazing investment of learning, connections, and epiphanies, or it can be just a waste of time. And I do think that most people don't realize the, the ROI there. So how much it costs me to be at an event versus how much will I be? If So I thought about it the other day when I was coming back from Vegas from ASD. I said like, okay, I spent X amount of money at this event. What if I will use that money and put advertising on it? How much would I grow my community? So those are the things that once you get the point, and I, and I think that I get the point a lot, and I'm in the space now, not as a, an observer, I'm in the space as an educator, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm speaking at all of the events. So now I don't be, I'm not part of the attendees, I'm part of like the people that are bringing that content. But I do think that I will put more time and effort into building new content. And that's something that probably is a trap because I always think that my content is all. And when I go to events, people are like amazed by it. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that all. I can just keep teaching. And the community is so big. There are so many sellers and so many sellers that are not even selling yet on Amazon. That is the opportunity is incredible. So that's where you're like, okay, this is an amazing opportunity, but also you need to be learning and you need to be implementing those things to see if they work. And you were sharing with me a story about an influencer. So if you would have to be at an event or traveling all the time, you probably wouldn't have the time to invest in that relationship and growing and see what's new in the in TikTok and all that. So those are the things that I see and, and a lot of the times are dangerous. Yeah. That's a very dangerous one. And I'll tell you, like you mentioned the fact of like, oh, you get tired. The, the trap here is because I don't get tired of networking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love networking. I, I really get energized when I'm around people and I'm a people's person. But then it's like, okay, you like this. It's amazing. Now where to stop? And this analogy can work for anything, guys, of, of information-wise. We are in a time where information is just like at one click in our fingers. When is the time where you stop consuming and you start implementing, yeah. right? That is the biggest thing. And sometimes there are so many, there are tens of thousands of things that you could implement, but you, you need to realize that in a world of limited resources, you cannot do it them all. 
So you need to pick them and you need to apply them and you need to learn how to excel at them. Because another thing is, imagine that a brand is going to an event. They see 10 speakers, 10 speakers with four different things that are amazing, that are cool, that are sexy, that they will drive their business forward. So now they have 40 things that they need to apply. They will try to apply all of them at the same time and they will fail at every single one. So that's not the point. My, my recommendation is like, go there, go to events with a goal. It's like, okay, I, I need to go to this event because I want to know really how to get TikTok traffic. What should I be focusing on? Exactly. Get, that's what you get from the event. What should I be focused on? Exactly. Your checklist. So exactly. And then when you get that list, you're like, okay, can I implement this? Can I excel at this? Can I do it fast with low investment? And if that's a yes, 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 then you go and apply it instead of going into a paralysis analysis or driving your team crazy because that's another thing that can happen. A brand owner can come to an event, think that everything is amazing, and then when, when the team is trying to implement, they don't have the same perspective, so they could fail also. Uh, that's, that's the thing that I'm seeing. Um, I'm very excited. Now, it's so funny because I come from a community background, like, I am the result of the communities that I've been part of. The community in Miami, the Wizards of Ecom, the, my community online, the community of all events. You know, we are friends because we met each other at an event. So that's amazing. But now it's like, it's my time to get that knowledge and that experience and apply it to other communities. So my focus on 2023 will be for sure online communities. Because they are bigger, they're a little bit underserved in that sense of like, and that's something that I always see for events in person. They, people that go to events in person are sharing the huge, huge knowledge. So it's basically, if you don't go to that event in person, you're missing it. Yeah. They don't share that content online. So I did last week. Kind of week. similar to like a website holding some products from putting it on Amazon to get people to end up on their website. Correct. Join their email list. That strategy. Correct. Correct. Exactly. So they're, they're using it as a bait, you know, to get you. And I, I think that that's super cool because then you get like amazing content at one point and that can result in super cool things. But you have millions and millions of people that are, in the internet that are watching your content that could be out there that need your help and you're underserving them, right? So at the end, I said, okay, I'm going to do it differently. And I did a webinar. It was a week, three webinars, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I share everything. It's like, okay, let me put out there my best content. And the feedback was, Vanessa, that's the best webinar the whole year. So I'm like, wow, they do really want this content. And it didn't cost you that much. And it was already the network you've been building. Exactly. And you could have technically been at home exactly. or wherever you wanted to be exactly. um, without all the travel expenses that come with that. Yes. Same things for brands. And I, I do believe that we are going into a, a time where community is so important. So one of the things that I learned at VDSS, and that's something mind-blowing, is that this whole... Uh, web 3.0 you know all of the things that will happen with that huge shift and how brands will need to behave so if you think that now brands struggle into getting into a different marketplace like amazon just because they have 
hard regulations, they won't survive to the shift that will come with the Web 3.0. So at these events, we're looking into the future, into what's going to happen in five years. And if you start building your business that way, you're definitely going to get forward like ahead and of faster, game. ahead exactly. of the game, completely ahead of the game. And these guys, they were they are doing amazing stuff with NFTs, with communities in Discord and stuff like that, brands. Brands that you can go and buy on Target. And you're like, oh my God, this is an amazing opportunity. And I do think that the the time that it's coming for the US in, in an economic perspective will make some people start looking into those air, you know spaces and leveraging those. And the ones that do, will be way ahead of the game. Like from now in, I don't know, 10 years or it's just super. I, cool. I couldn't agree more. And I like, I have like some, some feedback on this. Um, before I jump into it, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, fullscale.io, helping make all these episodes and the podcast possible. If you're looking for um, software engineers, developers, fullscale.io is a great place to start. Um, simply just go there and type in your needs, your search right there, and you'll see um, you know, what's available. So thanks again. They, they make these episodes possible. Think, thinking about that innovation piece. And so like this episode is like why professional curiosity matters in e-commerce. And, you know, I saw, I think I saw something from Gary Vee. I'm always quoting him, but like uh, he says something about like taking three months off to learn. And he's like, yeah, do you understand like the money I could make if I was just like working and producing those three months? But he's like, I believe that stopping, slowing down, letting money go by me, in order to learn and educate myself about, let's say, NFTs, or let's say Web 3.0, or let's say influencer marketing, or let's say, who knows what he's studying, right? Yeah. But it matters. And and that was something that gave me a little bit of justification, I guess, for my reasoning in regards to, I want to go to less events, I want to have more time for learning, I want to have more time for myself. There's something that I get very inspired and fueled when I'm learning something new. I'm mm-hmm. like an innovator, I'm a creator, I like building and I get very fueled by that. Um, I know the educational piece is important, right? I'm here as a speaker. Um, I enjoy it. Um, but when I'm educating, I'm essentially building community. I'm building network. I'm building brand. Um, but I'm not innovating. And I'm not I'm not trailblazing. And, you know, something self-said of myself, but, like, I've been in this space a long time. I felt like I've been out there in front, um, you know, talking to brands, manufacturers about Amazon, why it's a channel they should use, how to do it, how to get people back to your website, how do you get customer retention? All of these strategies have been things I've been learning. And not to say that we've maxed Amazon, but as Amazon gets harder, margins get harder, supply chain gets harder. For me, it's been looking at, okay, what's the next thing? My Amazon like world will continue to evolve and grow and get better as Amazon comes out with new things and all that. But how do I start thinking holistic e-commerce? How do I think about um, what are the newest and latest strategies out there that people are doing? What's a new opportunity? If costs are rising in CPC on Amazon and and you need ads to grow, how do I go out there and get organic traffic? What's an organic strategy? Um, you know, just those different opportunities that take time to learn. Um, and unless someone is speaking about them, like I remember when I was putting out content on YouTube about like brand protection and things that like brands need to think about instead of sellers, it was like, no one was searching for that stuff. Okay. Like yeah. I was literally like, I'm going to do this. I was headstrong. Like I'm going to do this because no one's doing it. And I know the answers to it. I'm going to let everyone know like that, that you can be a brand and you can do this. And like, you know, and then now there's, there's content and there's like, this is a, this is a whole thing. 
um, and it's continued to evolve, but what's the next thing? And I think that like, even as an agency owner, that's something that's always on my mind. Um, not to not get great at something, but also, okay, we're going to continue to need to have an R and D department, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like for us? Um, whether that's getting better at our own content for me this last year, it was like systems and processes internally, like with SOPs and, and bringing in a scale as a partner to help us get that done and, and migrating to click up and project management, all like managerial scaling types of things, you know? So, um, that was that what's next for me. That's like, you know, working with influencers, working with, um, influencers to launch brands, understanding how that kind of attribution ties back. Um, you know, kind of operating more as like fractional CMOs for companies mm -hmm. uh, with Amazon being our strength. Um, that's something new that I'm like going into. It'll be some learning. And there's, it's just interesting what energy comes with that for me. Yeah, I love it. I think that the part that you mentioned at the beginning of, oh, you need to go there and take, so the, back to the Gary Vee example of taking three months to learn that part of learning could come in different ways and for you comes in experimenting and exploring what is in your world and taking the time for some people will be going to events because right. that's the way they learn and from some others will be just like learning or being like online or whatever so i think that each of them have their benefits and they have their like cons and they have their traps. 100%. Like if you get too comfortable into your own world, you will never come to these events and you will never meet the next partner that will shift your business completely or the person that will tell you something that it will change your mind. Or <clears throat> if you just come to these events and you don't, you know, do like introspection and get time to work on yourself and your business or whatever, you still have that. So I do I don't think that events are bad. I don't think that time alone in your business is bad, uh, but there are times for it. And we really need to be conscious on where we put the energy and understand that when you get too comfortable, that probably is a, a, a danger zone, right? It's a comfort zone. Especially and I, I hate, in e-commerce. Yeah, yeah, I hate comfort zone. That's one of the things that I will, probably my comfort zone is the discomfort zone. I want to be always discomfortable. I always want to be like, what's next? What's new? Let me try. Let me fail. I want to fail many, many times. So I get the thing that like somebody doesn't know about, or I can start teaching. And yeah, for example, talking about um, professional curiosity, remember that long time ago, well, not a long time ago, but beginning of the year, I, I, share some information with you on what's the power of the Hispanic marketplace. We actually had a, a podcast about this. Like, I'm pretty what's sure the you got like the number one tip of Prosper for that. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that education happened just because I was experimenting, exploring with the space and see like, Hey, what, what is going on here? So that curiosity of like, let me explore and see what happens. And if it breaks, it breaks. And if it breaks and it doesn't work and it doesn't have an ROI, that's amazing. But I, at least now I know. So that's a lot of the things. So I try to be at least 40% of my energy and time on those very, very uncomfortable things that are, could be the hit or not. And most of them are just not, are not a thing that will blow uh, in the community. But when they do, it's just content that nobody has seen before, that yeah. nobody. So the same thing for brands. If you're here listening and you're building your brand 
allocate resources and allocate time for things that you don't know if they will succeed. Because if you always, that, that's another thing, Andrews, like if you go to the events and you learn from the experts, the experts already been trying stuff for a while and that's why they are experts. Right. They're trying content that works. But if you don't try yourself something that you don't know if it's going to work, or what if this is new? Or what if, you know, that thing of like, nobody has seen a massive, massive success uh, with a brand, with a D2C and an NFT. Like, not yet. Like, in the NFT community, there are some, but not a brand. Right. And that's why As Nike, yeah. Louis Vuitton, and all these brands got into the metaverse and, you know, they trademarked the NFTs and all that. So... They are experimenting. Investing in the future. They are investing in the future, for sure. So you allocate time and energy and space, resources, money to to do that. And probably one of one of ten will be the hit, but that hit will make up ten times, million times more whatever you invest. So that's the thing that happened to me in that content of the Spanish market. Nobody have ever put any content of Amazon actually changed the algorithm to have searches in Spanish in 2017. It wasn't until 2022 that I discovered that and put out content. no one in the English market is studying like at the also. same level of the Spanish market. So it was kind of left untapped in a lot of ways. Exactly. So thinking about what are the things that are in your world right now? that are a mystery for you or that are interesting enough to worth the time and energy to explore and some explorations go wrong <laughs> and you you're like oh my god i was you know down down so, so much, much money yeah, or yeah. down so much you know time but when it works it's just so fulfilling not only because for your brand it will be amazing and the, the story you were sharing about this this influencer oh my god that's an amazing opportunity and if you wouldn't take the risk of engaging with some some world that you didn't know, you, that wouldn't happen, right? So now that you know, it's like, okay, how can I do this more and more and more? The same thing with brands. And I do believe that the world is going to move towards the web 3.0 in, in the years to come. That's like undeniable. Yeah. Now is the time to start preparing for it. So today I was actually like listening to a podcast. They were interviewing one guy, one of the biggest partners of Sequoia, the BC uh, firm, a venture capital, like uh, investing funds and stuff. And he said like their vision is just like five years, 10 years in the future. So yes, they are short-term decisions that you need to put and processes that you need to have to have success now. But that energy and that, you know, resources are allocated into the future and seeing what that could look like and be prepared for that to be a success or a failure. You don't know, but you at least are trying. So I do think that that's basically the, the core of entrepreneurship, like try stuff that it's not guaranteed, you know, success is not guaranteed. Totally. And I think like, this is kind of like the mindset that you have to have, like the aggregators come into this space didn't stress me out. I wasn't trying to sell an agency. Why? Because I've been planning five years in the future about what I plan to build and I'm not close to it. Right. So it'd be like, why that's not, that wasn't the point, whether you're a brand or an agency 
or you're thinking like, why, why are you doing this now? Well, I'm investing in the team. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in our learning. I'm trying to hire people that also have professional curiosity so that we compound at that level. And it just takes, you know, it takes losing. It takes um, sometimes finding success to be like, oh my God, what do I really want to obsess about? Um, even the things that I'm studying now, I met a lot of people that I go to to talk about that at conferences, exactly. right? So those are the people I'm brainstorming with. Those are the people that I'm um, I'm digging into the next level of what that is. And, you know, I think for Amazon sellers or for, for brands, you know, you're like, oh my God, we got so good at Facebook ads. That's what made us successful. Or we got so good at Amazon that I can't do, you know, web or like whatever. But it's like, you need to learn those things if you're playing the long game and you need to be better at those things. Even like speaking um or educating or podcasting for me it was like i need to try something new for my business i'm here in kansas city i need to start like you know uh, expanding and, and getting our reach to miami and to new york and to chicago and wherever and so for me that meant like speaking and, and pushing those envelopes so um you know innovate continue to grow like it's, it's changing and e-commerce is not one that you can be left behind we're coming right up on time so um i think we're actually even a couple minutes over our slot but we're like as we sign off um, you know, I'm super excited about this conference. I'm excited about like, um, you know, where the industry's going. I think it's, it's to this next chapter that I'm getting really excited about. Cause I think it's just bringing, we got the eyeballs, we've got the finances, we've got the funding, you know, people are taking this seriously. And I think like the next level of growth for e-commerce and Amazon is like right around the corner. Um, yeah. as this economy settles in, uh, before we sign off, like, where can people find you? You're like putting out webinars and this content we were talking about earlier. Where can people find you and sign up for those? Sure. So the the our, my primary social media right now is LinkedIn. So you can find me as Vanessa Hung, H-U-N-G. That's my favorite one so far. Uh, then we have Instagram, which is like reels and cute content and super like, you know, user-friendly cute graphics where people can understand about Amazon and the backend, which is what I specialize on. That's at fulltime.amazon. And the website of the agency is onlinesellersolutions.com. So yeah, those are the places. If you have there in the website, you have all the resources. You can see all of this, the videos that I had in the past, interviews, like webinars, whatever. Uh, free resources and a contact button. So if you want to contact me or contact the team, just like reach out through a website. Or if you want to message directly, it's Vanessa at fulltimeamazon.com. Thank you, Vanessa. This has been awesome. Thank you, hustlers. And shout out again to our sponsor, fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Talk soon. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.